Friends, in this fallen and broken world, life, unfortunately, often only comes through death. And finding ourselves often only comes through totally giving ourselves away. This was the lesson that Jesus had to teach Peter today in the Gospel. Right after last week's Gospel, where Peter makes this incredible profession of faith, and Jesus calls him the rock, gives him the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Right after that scene, he immediately misunderstands what it means to follow Jesus and what it means to have life in a fallen world. He thinks that Jesus shouldn't have to suffer and die, that the cross is not a necessary part of human life. And Jesus has to scold Peter and remind him that in a broken and fallen world, life often only comes through death. Finding ourselves and our meaning and purpose and happiness only comes through totally giving ourselves away in love. This lesson that life comes through death, right, is kind of built into nature. It's one of the gifts, I think, of living in a climate that has seasons, for example. Right? We see everything die every late fall and winter, only to see it emerge often more beautifully a few months later. If you've done any gardening, you know this principle, right? That we have to sometimes kill. We have to prune. My last pastor in Mansfield taught me how to properly deadhead roses, right? So that you cut off parts of it precisely so that it blossoms more beautifully. This year I learned the principle that you have to pinch your basil leaves. You guys know about this? So somebody came out to my garden, and I thought my basil was doing great. But they said, you know, all those flowers on the top signal to the plant that it's done growing. And so until you pinch and get rid of all those nice-looking flowers at the top, the basil will stop growing. You had to kill flowers at the top to promote the growth. Right? Jesus uses this example in the Gospels, many agricultural examples, but one he uses is wheat. Right? He says, unless the grain of wheat falls and dies and is crushed, we don't get bread. And might I add the great gift of beer. <laughs> well, similar with grapes, of course. Grapes have to be crushed to die in order to produce wine. Think of the imagery for that, for the Eucharist, right? That every week we celebrate the gift of the Eucharist in which the elements from the earth had to be crushed and die to give us this incredible life-giving gift. We know it in human activity, too. I remember when I was 13 years old, I had been playing tennis for about five or six years, and I had gotten to a decent level. I had a ranking, and you know, at 13, that was my, it was my total self-identity. Right? And I remember, though, I had developed some bad mechanics on my forehand which, fortunately, I still have some of them. And my coach sat down with me, I remember this, and he said, Jeremy, we're going to have to fix your forehand because you won't be able to reach the next level unless we totally redo your forehand. But here's the tough truth, that you're going to get worse for a while. 
right? If you have to change the, the mechanics, because I had kind of learned how to negotiate the game with this inferior forehand. And so to totally redo it and to reformulate it meant that I was going to get worse first. And for a 13-year-old boy, that's like a real shot to the ego. You know, like my whole self-identity is caught up in this. You're saying I have to die to my certain expectations that I have of myself and my ranking precisely so that I can grow and eventually get better? But we know that's true sometimes, right, of human activity, that we often have to die. We have to sacrifice. We have to give up expectations of what, how things should be if we ever want to grow. The point Jesus is making in the Gospel today is that same principle in nature, that same principle in human activity is also true of the spiritual life. First of all, Jesus had to go through the, the cross of Good Friday to get to the empty tomb of Easter Sunday. That to restore the brokenness that sin had brought about in the world, God had to give everything. He had to give everything. And so we celebrate as the central mystery of our faith, the Paschal Mystery, that we have to go through Good Friday to get to Easter Sunday. That we have to go through the cross to get life. That we often have to die in order to live. And then Jesus goes on and He gives us the key to understanding how we find meaning and purpose and fulfillment. Which follows the same principle. He says rather strangely, counterintuitive, He says, if you want to have life, you have to give it away. If you want to save your life, you have to give it away. And it's like, that is so countercultural. Right? With a culture that promotes self-indulgence as the key to happiness and purpose and meaning. That says, look out for you, mainly, as the key to finding purpose, happiness, and meaning. Jesus says the exact opposite. Jesus says, if you want to have life, give it away. If you want to gain your life, give it away freely. And if you insist on keeping your life, you're going to lose it. In other words, if you insist on everything being about my projects, and my fulfillment, and my interests, you will never be happy. And yet, if you, Jesus' formula is, if you give yourself away, and let yourself get caught up, in the drama of other people's lives, in the story of other people's lives, and in the story, the drama of what God's doing in the world, then you will find life. If you give yourself away freely, you will find life. But if you keep everything, try to monopolize, and everything is about you, you will end up being unfulfilled. It's kind of like a spiritual principle, like spiritual physics. Our heart expands to the extent that we love. The more we become selfish, the more our heart shrinks. The more we give away love, the more our capacity for love grows and our heart gets bigger. So the more we love exhaustively and generously, the larger our heart gets. And the larger our capacity to receive the love of God and the love of neighbor. There are laws of nature, right, that govern the universe. You might call this the spiritual law. And it sounds counterintuitive. It makes kind of sense to say, if I want to care about myself, I care about self-indulgence and self-realization and 
it's all about me, and that makes kind of, it makes some sense. But it's like Jesus gives us the opposite formula. No, no, no. If you want happiness and, and purpose and meaning, you have to lose your life. You have to be willing to die and to sacrifice your own projects and your own selfish desires for the sake of the building up of others and getting lost in the drama of God's story. So friends, let's pray for that transformation of the mind that St. Paul talks about in the second reading. Last week I talked about managing our expectations of faith, and Jesus quickly had to do that with Peter here. Say, no, 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 there is no life without the cross. There is no happiness without sacrifice and some degree of death. We cannot find meaning. We cannot find ourselves without sincere, total gift of self. So let's pray for that transformation of the mind in our own lives. That as we seek out, that we can live that principle that's so present in nature, that's so present in human activity, and Jesus said is Jesus says is so present in the spiritual life and in the process of finding meaning and purpose and happiness, which is that unfortunately in this broken and fallen world, until we until we all reach heaven, that life often only comes about through death, and that finding who we are only comes about by freely giving ourselves away.